0: This he said to me The greatest thing You'll ever learn Is just to love And be loved In
1: return
0: Yo, that was mab in the mix 4 to 6 on Saturdays. You can catch me here
2: 4 to 6 on Saturdays. Go ahead and tap in. Get ready for snowflakes. Woo!
3: From off the block I get the black girls Dick and the white girls Conk I brought the Chinese girl A brand new walk I love Maria Cause she make the Tamales real high On the microphone I'm the best you'll Cause I'm social boy With the voids and weights. And if I smoke a nickel bag up the hood You get scuffed Like a white wall On the cliff Your beats ain't banging Your rhymes is whack You pretty Tony I'm the Mac When you rap You don't even like they sit yourself So take the microphone boy And stick yourself I get high as a rooftop Sound like a shoe shop Nominated pimp of the year Nigga you not I got the juice That's word to that do and all you got coming from me is a boop disrespect, that's what you're not going to do, put a foot up in your ass with an all-white shoe, we ain't friends, so let's not pretend that this razor won't become JD's revenge, you feel me, ha-ha, I'm a that bear's nasty. That's an old player from off the block I get the black girl's dick and the white girl's conk I brought the Chinese girl a brand new walk. I love Maria cause she makes the tamales real high On the microphone I'm the best you are Cause I'm so boy.
4: One, two. Thank you for listening to Chill Out with Snowflakes only on Psyched Radio. I'm so excited for tonight's show. It is actually my birthday week, so many reasons to celebrate. And we're interviewing the man, the legend, Gosh Father, Disco House DJ, local in San Francisco. You're, you guys are going to have a great night, okay? Enjoy the music.
6: But a revolution in our minds This is how we got Lock me out of this life institution I am angry and I on illusions Yes, I hate, but it's not a solution Try my best, buddy, I'm just a human Oh, we don't need to say we're sorry Try to fool yourself till you believe it That you're better off numb and I'm feeling But there's a sky if you jump through the ceiling Oh, We don't need to say we're sorry We don't need to worship No, crying my best body. I'm just a human. Oh, we don't need to say.
2: check 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 it check check
4: San Francisco are you guys ready for an exclusive interview with none other than the disco house legend goshfather (laughs) I know I am how does it feel to be here tonight
2: I did this I wish I could describe to everybody watching right now how sick this place is this is like so San Francisco punk like
4: that's what I keep saying there's a punk
2: show happening downstairs like y'all don't understand my 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 loins are rumbling from (laughs) people going absolutely ham Below, like I, don't know, I don't know if it's picking up on the mic, but
4: you might even be able to hear all the bass from the yeah. crazy punk show going down on it, downstairs.
2: It's insane.
4: We're gonna have to check it out. Oh, play do the it. Music. Yeah, oh hell yeah, it's hell so yeah. cool down there. Honestly, it's, this is
2: great. I love it.
4: My favorite part about downstairs is it actually flooded during that atmospheric river hurricane. <laughs> That's my favorite part too. And they were—they still had a show within that week. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it was ankle deep in like, water, and they yeah. were like, "We're punk. We got it." Exactly.
2: The scenic route, yeah. It's an aquatic, yeah. That's great.
4: Oh yeah, this place is sick. Yeah, still. So, Speaking of things that are very San Francisco, okay. are you a very <laughs> native?
2: I am. I am very San Francisco. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna come out and say it. You know, I mean, I have to. I have to atone for my sins. I I lived in L.A. for 10 years, and I, I really talked a lot of shit about this city. I'm gonna be 100 with y'all. Really? Okay? I am gonna. I ain't gonna try to like. You know, I ain't trying to. I'm gonna like squander away from it. Okay. I uh. I really like had a had a bone to pick with SF because I grew up here. I spent my whole life here, and it was just like. I just got I just got over like a lot of things, but I think when I was growing up here, I didn't see it for what it was for how like amazing it is, and it took me leaving for ten years to to L.A. into the belly of the bull- can I curse?
4: You can totally Oh, can we're at a, a punk
2: place. So they're like, excuse me. No, what we're kind like, of question I can't is that? Say the yeah, I the belly of the bullshit in in Los Angeles, where it was just a lot of like entertainment industry bullshit. So coming back here was just such like a mental reset for my soul, and I'm just I'm so happy to be back.
4: Sick. I actually kind of am going through the same thing where I hate L.A. I'm from L.A., by the way. Oh, okay, okay,
2: great. Perfect. perfect, Uh, perfect. Yeah,
4: I moved here about six years ago for college, and I just never left because I love it here so much. But I always shit on L.A., and I know one day I'm going to regret it. I mean, it is a good city. It's Just here is so special, you know? You don't really get this atmosphere anywhere else. I actually talked about that last week on the show. Awesome. Yeah, about how the music industry is just friendlier here. It's not a personality contest. Yeah
2: yeah i think it's gonna i think it's gonna always be a personality contest but like you
4: think
0: so
2: well i mean i've been having like a lot of thoughts recently about san francisco like specifically like the dance music scene here is that everyone here first off for the i know i have like some la people that are listening that i told them because i posted on my story dude san francisco dance music scene is freaking crazy It is. It's so, like, on any crappy, random, not special weekend, there's, like, six relevant, huge shows happening with, like, pretty huge artists from different genres all the time, every week, all the month. Like, in L.A., it's like, whoa, the big one thing is happening. And here it's just like you could, every single week there's something to do if you like dance music. And I don't think enough people talk about how San Francisco is kind of like a dance music capital of the united states it
4: is more than la and every genre too i know bass clubs i know clubs that only play techno yeah, yeah. there's so many um just random clubs like you am even starting to see like disco house lineups i like, like it super rare. i like
2: it yeah for sure
4: heck yeah so yeah. um what actually where's the biggest club you've dj at here san Francisco, or la in
2: my life yeah like, or what's the biggest show i ever played yeah
4: the biggest show
2: um I think I DJed. I used. So I used to be in a duo called Goshfather and Jinko, and we used to do yeah. We used to do like trap and like bass music and stuff. That's what I did for many years, really? and uh, yeah. And we played. I think the biggest show we ever played was in Edmonton. We played with Cascade, Galantis, and Cascade, Cascade, Galantis, and Cashmere. Oh. It was like the friggin' craziest. Maybe that was the big. I think it was like four five thousand people. And then we played this music festival in Delaware called Firefly. Um, we played right before DJ Mustard, I think, and uh, I think that was also like six thousand.
4: Oh, cool!
2: And dude, it's cr- pretty crazy because I DJ'd, um Fresh Start the other day for yeah, New Year's Eve. Yeah, I
4: saw that. Congratulations! Thanks. By the way. Yeah, that's a big lineup.
2: It, it was like, and we were playing in that like side room, which I love playing the room. But it, dude, I was so nervous. Yeah, I was so I nervous. So, like, cause this, this thing, I've played in like Vegas and I played like those big shows, but then like sometimes small intimate shows really make me nervous. But in a good way, not in like I'm scared I can't do it, but in a oh, my God, I really hope, you know, because when it's, like, closer, more intimate, you want to really do something special for those people.
4: Exactly. In a festival,
2: almost, like, the bigger the show, you can kind of get away with kind of doing shit you know like no
4: i yeah everyone's I mean? also a lot more fucked up at that kind of setting too <laughs> I, fe- I feel like exactly. they just don't notice they're like oh yeah this dude rocks like i'm rolling off my ass yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly 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 you kind of can't hide when it's more intimate but i like the more intimate like when i first started djing was at ucla i would like lug my equipment up my shitty like i had this Newmark controller that weighed like fucking 50 pounds I mean, I was, like, going up and down the hill. Lug- yeah. I would be knocking on people's houses on their doors going. I heard there was, like, a house party, and I'd just like, go and DJ for them.
4: Oh, sick. And
2: a lot of them would be, like, uh, fuck you, scammer, and slammed it. I'd be, like, uh, and I'd have to go, like, care. But, like, like Why
4: would he want to just do that for free? Exactly,
2: because I wanted to get practice. And, like, yeah. but that's how I started, like, playing for, like, 30, drunk, crazy people in their living room.
4: Yeah. So
2: I, whenever I can play, like, an intimate show like that, it always... That gets me so hyped up.
4: That's awesome. Yeah. I actually had a realization recently that I'm gonna get nervous for every gig I do. Yes. Even like I went, I went to play at this bar, and I I just knew that there was it was gonna be like 20 people in Sick. a 200 person space, and I just kind of knew that's how it was gonna be because it's a slow night sure. and all of that. And I'm I was still like so nervous. I was like shaking the whole Uber mm-hmm. ride there, and my friends were like, "Calm down. You've mm. played at this place before." Mm. And no one's gonna be there, and I was like, "You don't get it." I'm still like,
1: "I get you." I, get I was it.
4: like, "No, like I still care if I screw up or not, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to like, I don't want to disappoint like the people that work there, which might or be a the weird people thing that to worry show about. up. That is, no, That's no, true. No. And the people that are there, they deserve to have a good time.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, like I always say, like, I don't care if there's gonna be five people there. You know, I I, I want to put on a show because sometimes when there's fucking five people there those five people if you do something special for them aka hopefully do the baseline of what yeah. you would do in any show that's true those five people become your soldiers forever
4: yeah and never they know, ride for you and you
2: never know who especially somewhere like in San Francisco you never know who one of those four I don't care if there's two fucking people in the room Who? what if that person is like a connection to like some other kind of huger gig down the line
4: true if
2: you went in there were like oh, sorry guys this sucks you know like, which I think people do do that sometimes people do that but dude give your all you know it's such a pleasure to be able to perform it's such a it's such a gift you know yeah fucking go go your all pretend it's a punk show pretend every show's a punk show like we're having downstairs over here
4: i live my whole life like it's a punk show (laughs) there you go
2: dude i i want to embody that more that's great right that's great i
4: actually did have an important question for you oh my god yes what are your biggest pet peeves when you're at a gig (laughs)
2: oh my god um wow Oh, wow. I got like, ooh, I'm getting excited. I, I try not to like think about it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so like nervous or like excited. Either like negative nervous or like positive nervous, you know, when that totally. I kind of don't think about it. I I don't, I just don't like ego. I don't like ego.
5: I don't like when people
2: are like, yeah, this is my club. I don't care, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think people that like either that like try to go and try to be territorial when I fucking don't care. And God, they would be so much farther in their lives if they didn't care about those things. When I when I feel like like I feel like I'm a very sensitive kind of intuitive person that if I feel that shit happening, I just start I just think, I try to go okay, that's the guy over there. He can go have his thing, or she, whatever. I don't I don't like that kind of shit. It's just annoying. It's very the kind of like oh my God, guess list, get me up there. Like I don't like you know get me backstage. I don't know that kind of shit. It's just kind of weird energy to have before yeah. a show. I agree. Um, that's I guess that's kind of it like I wish that people would fucking relax
4: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my would. biggest thing is actually as a female DJ I sure. find that I don't know whenever there's like a dude DJing after me <clears throat> he'll just hang out behind the decks with me the whole time yeah what? yeah like, oh he'll, I'll be like that's in a half hour can you leave and he's just like oh, yeah, just like, have you thought about doing this? And I'm like, yeah. No, you're kidding, you're kidding. You're I'm kidding. not kidding all the time.
2: That's cringe, dude, that's cringe. Oh, my God, I'm cringing. Yeah, about, it's. I'm I never pain. know. I'm
4: like, are you trying to flirt? Or are you just try, I Like, maybe they're just trying to be nice, but it always no, feels weird. I'm like, There's
2: nothing nice about that.
4: Right? Oh, yeah, it's so rude.
2: It's like, it's just, cr- it's rude, step one. Step two, what do you gotta, how do you get out of the bed in the morning and go, today is the day that I'm gonna do this? And there's people watching. Don't you get c- concern that as a dude, yeah. you're like, no they don't care maybe it's maybe they're drunk
4: but. yeah i i think it's partially they're drunk partially they they want to they're trying to like flirt and be Blech. like it's cringe. you cringe know group. they're just trying to be nice but they don't i don't know i'm always like if you have the urge to say something to a girl and it's not something you would say to a guy in the same position maybe and while die.
2: she's djing give it a fucking yeah, rest yeah i'll
4: like have my headphones on and they'll like <laughs> pat my shoulder and i'm like dude no, like i'm it's busy cringe. It's cringe, i'm cringe, busy cringe. Cringe. Oh. Like you don't like it when people say goodbye to you while you're DJing. Yeah,
2: that's cringe. It's painful. Sorry you have yeah. to go through that. But.
4: Oh no, it's okay. Just you know, there's always little things. I hate when my friends insist on hanging out behind the decks too. I just really? get distracted. I get distracted. Interesting. I kinda yeah. get hyped on that. You
2: know? I get yeah. I, I, I personally I personally enjoy, like, Olympic, like, DJing when there's, like, six people, like, drinking Red Bull vodka over the mixer. I don't know. I kind of get more, like, the no. more tactile, like, psychotic I get. That's why I really want to play, like, a 360 set. That's cool.
7: That's like, cool. I
2: really want to play, like, like dude, like, when we're in, I mean, again, when you're playing, like, a crazy afters, that's... I, I play this afters at New Year's Ooh. Eve. Shouts out uh, shouts out um, uh, Open Air SF, who uh, booked me for, uh, they allowed me to throw, like, an open... Uh, they allowed me to throw an after hours after... Uh, Fresh start, it was so sick. We went to like six o'clock in the morning. It was so sick, dude. That there was almost as many people on the stage as there were in the audience. But dude, but dude, uh, we were having a good time. We were playing crazy shit. Maybe at like a gig, gig not totally. so good for sure and if like you have to be focused yeah i can see that actually being fucked up but yeah. if it's like an after hours and everyone's getting crazy i love having the homies on see, the, yeah
4: i have not had the pleasure of djing in after hours huh. yet. i would see. love to though because i think it's a whole different world oh, I, yeah. I go to after hours a yeah. lot yeah
2: it definitely is a whole different world yeah. and shouts out i mean dude san francisco san francisco after hours make la after Sick. hours look like fucking kindergarten preschool fucking Goo gaga time dude I sf after hours you. are crazy. It's insane. What? It's insane. It's crazy. I'm sure. Sh- I'm, sh- I'm still. I'm still, g- I'm still. getting over New Year's right now. So yeah, it's it's just nuts.
4: Yeah. Are you doing oh. the uh, dry January thing?
2: I tried for two. I, this is my first. This is my first. <laughs> first week of dry hood. Okay. I want at least do two <laughs> weeks of dry. I actually Good have for a, you. I have a gig next weekend in uh in on the twenty eighth. In Sacramento, so oh, okay. the, the, the dryness ends. I think probably on that on that evening. So, have
4: you DJ there before?
2: I DJed years ago, and unfortunately, I don't even remember where it was where I DJed in Sacramento. It was got to be like seven years ago, but I'm I'm playing because of a, a homie of mine. Shouts out, uh my homie Elias makes waves. Who um, I met him at the. He was at Fresh Start, and he's a he's just a homie of mine through friends. And he got me that gig. He was just so so generous to get me that gig. And I told him like. You know i have so many homies in sacramento they're like oh boohoo we can't come to okay it's like fine i'll fucking come to sacramento okay if that's how it is you can't come to sf fine so he helped me get that gig and again i'm not one of those people that's like oh what's the venue what's the cap i don't give a fuck like for me it's like i have homies in sacramento that have never seen me play this is going to be a fucking amazing opportunity you know it's going to be it's going to be dope
4: that's sick i'm excited for you
2: i'm stoked
4: other than that are there any new projects you wanted to share
2: yes this project is called I'm Putting Out a Remix a Week for the Rest of the Year. That's I'm have dedication. Fifty two songs by January first, um, of twenty twenty four. I kinda wanted to come on here, and especially since we're like filming this, something that I kinda wanna like. Totally. If, we, if we clip this and stuff, I want like to be talking about this is like, you know, the pandemic and shit, from I guess from twenty twenty up until like twenty twenty two, I basically didn't release any music.
0: Really? Yes,
2: and it was a combination of maybe I was telling myself that I wasn't inspired to do it, but it also was a combination of like an extreme amount of fear where first off, I even was because of the pandemic, like I was in doubt that I was even gonna continue DJing. I mean, everyone was like, what the hell? No one knew what the hell was gonna happen in the next month, much less the next two years, you know, during the pandemic. And I kind of like whether or not that was the case, I used that as an excuse to be able to buffer my fears about being, about creativity like allowed it to go. Oh well, the world's fucking coming to an end. So I might as well not do music, which was such a cop out because that's what I want to. Uh, th- it was it was just too convenient, right? And as totally. it started looking like that, that wasn't the case that we were going to get through this as a as a fucking civilization. I still fucking sat on that and I was like, well, oh, well, you know, I'm going to do other things. And
5: totally. but, dude, I'm
2: a, I'm a musician. Like it's in my body. It's in my body, and I think that anybody, it's in in my soul. And I think there's so many people, especially during the pandemic, producers, I hate the word talented so much. I hate the word talent. I think it's such a bullshit word. But people that I guess are talented who have musical ability, production ability, DJ ability, so many of them use this as an excuse to just fucking stop like I did. And I think so much of the pain that like people go through as creative people, as artists, is because they're sitting on a bunch of body of work, bodies of work and they something is blocking them from showing it to people. Whether yeah. it's their own insecurity, whether they think that they're like scared to com- com- they're comparing to people on social fucking media, doom scrolling all day. I really want to say that this whole thing of me putting out a song a week is like me trying to give an antidote to myself and maybe show some other people like we don't have to do things like that anymore. We don't have to go, oh, I need, I need to do a six month release schedule for a fucking bootleg of a fucking Drake song. No one cares. Put it out. If it's bad, you won't get any likes and everyone will say this sucks. And that's feedback. That's data. And they'll forget
4: about it tomorrow. They'll forget about it tomorrow. Yeah, no one's going to go. Remember no six play.
2: years ago when he did that shitty drink? Nobody gives a shit. So I just really, if anyone's listening to this that's a, that's an artist, that's a creative of any. I don't care about electronic music. I'm saying whether you're a visual artist, a fucking ballerina, a fucking guitar player. Like the internet right now and like TikTok and like Reels and Instagram is the craziest opportunity to like shift from where a human being is, where they are in their life creatively to somewhere completely different and getting crazy opportunities?
4: Reels are actually how I found you. So... You hear that? That's how I discovered you. How many
2: fucking... How many times do I have to tell... I'm telling all my homies, dude, I just got a crazy booking that I can't even announce yet from reels like a major yeah. major booking like a festival that
4: booking. social media marketing is just so important and just putting yourself out there it
2: is and that's the thing i think the the word marketing is also a very content and marketing are these dirty fucking sf tech bro words that i understand can create a lot of anxiety for people and i get it i get it too. but really what it is if you if you reframe it to you telling your story to as many people as possible, for them to learn about you to then take that goodwill and put it towards your art, whether it's a DJ gig, whether it's a fucking piece of visual art, whether it's a song, whether it's a fucking guitar solo, that is what makes it worth it. Because I guess I'll just say this final thing, is that the reason I'm doing all these stupid videos and doing all these songs is because it's like, I don't want there to be a chance that I had some kind of inspiration and I just let it die inside of myself. Because what's the point of that?
4: Exactly. You know,
2: I want to share it with as many people as I can. And now I'm going to do it aggressively. Now I'm like doing it like a fucking kind of kamikaze mission, but I have to do it. And I hope people that are listening, if they have some kind of thing that they're like sitting on, oh, it's not ready yet. Fucking please put it out.
4: You know, I actually have had this, I've kind of gone through this journey as a musician. I was a choir kid in high school. Me too. Really? I
2: literally was. School of the (laughs) Arts of San Francisco. I was in the choir, yeah.
4: I went to a performing arts high school in L.A. Loxa. No. Oh, okay. That's what a bunch of my homies I'm not that cool.
2: Yeah, well, you know I mean. Still, I'm still not so. You're cool. Yeah, don't worry.
4: But (laughs) I kind of stopped doing it for part of my young adult life because I thought I wasn't good enough at it. But then I realized when I started DJing, I was like, arts used to just be a thing that people did. We didn't do it because we were good at it or not. It was just, we just had to. You just said something huge. Exactly. You just said something so huge. Why stop doing something because you don't think you're good at it? And you're never going to get good at it if you don't practice.
2: Exactly. And and, and practice now ju- just means doing it and falling on your ass. Exactly. Nothing is more powerful than falling on your ass.
4: Exactly. Because,
2: because in again, in tech bro fucking speech, it's data. You're researching data. If you go and try yeah. something and it's fucking ass, well, if you never tried it, you would never know that it's fucking ass to get better the next time. Exactly. And that's how you get better. And, like, I mean, look, you know, I look at this place that we're at right now, for those of you listening, uh, you know, it's this really sick fucking record store it's like this og like record store and like you know it's very punk and like think dude there's punk records that what you think those fuckers sat there was like oh yeah it's the tuning on my they didn't give a fuck dude they were like breaking shit, you know so we gotta be punk again we gotta be punk again dude live every
4: day like you're at a punk show
2: that's what i'm like you (laughs) that's why i came to learn today that's great exactly That's great. All
4: right, sick. Well, since we were on the topic of Dry January and your new music, I would love to just play your Dry January mix. Sure. And I'm sure I'll grill you a little bit later with more questions, but let's show the audience what you've been working on. Yeah.
2: Actually, could I... Sorry, could I show could I play a song, a remix before we do it? Could I play a remix that I've been working on? <laughs> of
1: course you. Is that can. okay? I actually that's totally just okay. I just
2: was working on this before I left the house and we just did a car but... test. We just yeah, like so it's my remix that's coming out on Monday. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um I'll, I'll send it to you right now. Oh,
4: yeah, yeah, send it
2: to me. Yeah. How do I send it on like IG or
4: How about you Email
2: it to me. Yeah, that'll be the easiest right now. Yeah. So, yeah. So, this is.
4: We got an exclusive here, guys. Exclusive.
2: Only like like four people have heard this. So, what's your email?
4: It's uh... here.
2: It's getting crazy downstairs. I fucking love it. It's uh,
4: my first and last name at gmail.com. Okay, cool. There you go. Cool. I know, you can hear all the... It
2: sounds fire. Dude, I love it. I love it. Feels it feels like we're there. Hey, we're, we're literally there. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. It's we're just like upstairs. It's amazing. <laughs> when you put it that way, it's true. Yeah,
4: literally.
2: Uh, I think I sent it. Okay, cool. Let, yeah, me, did it.
4: let me get
2: that play in. Let's see. Anything? that's Let's see. But anyway, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is just a part of my continuation of just trying to show up every single week and trying to make this to make this shit yeah that's it so this is like I'm obsessed with Ice Spice I don't know if anyone who's listening knows who that is but I'm fucking love her she's this like new hot rapper hot as in hot but also hot as in like she's the hot fucking rapper she's like the biggest like female up and coming rapper right now and dude she's so fucking kind of weird and kind of a boss and she just dropped an album so I didn't know she was dropping an album but this is the lead single of her album and it dropped yesterday and I had no idea so the timing on this is just like the lord is aligned yeah so yeah, here's my yeah. Alright, let's
4: play it. Technical difficulties, one sure, second. Sure, sure.
2: Or you could like download it drop in the Serato, is that easier? Or
4: That might be easier. Yeah,
2: just hit download top left.
4: Okay, we're gonna do that. We got this. We got this guys. We've done this before. Yeah, one boom.
2: Might take a sec. Anyway, yeah, so this is uh, Ice Spice uh, in, in, in in her mood. Um, I, I yeah, it's kind of in my style. For those of you that haven't listened, I've already dropped like five remixes. Um, uh, Soundcloud.com slash goshfather to hear them all. And, uh, yeah, he, this is the first time anyone's hearing this shit, so...
4: Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, of
2: course. I'm excited. Let's hope oh, it yeah. works. It works. Okay, cool.
4: Okay, yeah. Looks like it's gonna work, guys. I'm Fingers excited. crossed. Here we go. All right. Oh, another side.
2: <laughs> working? Okay. It's not working. It's okay. If we have to do the.
4: One second, everyone.
2: If it doesn't work, we can just do. I don't know
4: what's do playing well. right now. It's the only thing.
2: Does the other side work? Like, does mm-hmm.
1: the...
6: I got guns. I got see My way, so I'm loving my beans like a million views in a day. There's so many ways to get paid. I tried dipping, he begged me to stay. i am not staying, I just wanna play. In the party, he just wanna run. Big boobs in the bus, they pump. She a baddie, she know she a 10. She a baddie with her baddie friend. Like I tell you, always stay hot. Oh, they mad cause I keep making bops. Oh, she mad cause I'm taking her spot. If I was bitches, I'd hate me a lot. Like damn, she in her move. Like damn, she in her move. Radio San Francisco and Psychic Room present Black Thumb, Daystar, Parallel, Sloom, and visuals by Zachary Rodell. $13 pre-sale, $16 at the door. Come join us at the Knockout on February 10th for another Psych Radio sick lineup.
5: Secret of My Endurance. I still get letters in the mail, mostly from crack-up men in tiny rooms with factory jobs or no jobs, who are living with whores or no women at all, no hope, just booze and madness. I get most of their letters on lined paper, written with an unsharpened pencil or in ink in tiny handwritings that slant down to the left. And the paper is most often torn, usually halfway up the middle. And they say they like my stuff. I've written from where it's at, they recognize it truly. I've given them some chance, some recognition of where it's at. It's true, I was there, even worse off than most of them. But I wonder if they realize where their letter arrives. Well, it is dropped into a box on a wire fence behind a six-foot hedge and a long driveway to a two-car garage, rose garden, fruit trees, animals, a beautiful woman, mortgage about half paid after a year's residence, a new car, two cars, fireplace and a green rug two inches deep with a young boy to write my stuff now. (laughs) I keep him in a ten foot square cage with a typewriter. (laughs) Feed him whiskey and raw horse. Belt buckle him pretty good three or four times a week. I'm 60 years old now, and the critics say my stuff is getting better than ever.
4: (laughs) You're listening to Chill Out with Snowflakes, only on Psyched Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, so, I'm here with Goshfather again, yo, and yo, yo. I actually just learned that he is a classically trained opera singer. Yeah, yeah, Tell yeah. us more about that, Goshfather.
2: Yeah, I was, uh, I guess the conversation just came up because you were, or I, I don't know, we were asking, what, what, what was it? I oh, how, oh, yesterday, how long I was producing.
4: Yeah, yeah, I was curious about that. And I
2: said I've been producing for like 12 or 13 years, and like, I come from a classical music background, like I learned, you know, whatever, opera singing and classical piano, and like, I even played violin for a while, and... A lot of people go, oh, well, that's why you blah, blah. Well, the truth is, I spent maybe five or six years unlearning so much yeah. of those rigid rules, and maybe Actually, there are some really brilliant people, like shouts out, um, like Mr. Carmack, who's a who's a homie of mine from San Francisco. I went to elementary school, middle school, high school with him. He's like a classically trained multi-instrumentalist, brilliant, and I think that it really helped him. I mean, I don't know. I actually never had this conversation with him, but he kind of comes from that background, but I when I started producing music, it got so in the way. I so, My shit was just so rigid and so, like, boring. It didn't have, like, swag. It didn't have, like, anything to it. Uh, some may say it still doesn't, but fuck, fuck, fuck you if you think that. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, so it just took so long for me to just allow myself to be kind of more loose with the productions and be more, like, fun. So, I don't know. I could say that I've been producing for like 12, 13 years. But honestly, I only really had like aha moments the last four or five years. Definitely. Where I'm where I'm like, right now, especially where I'm at right now, with making these songs like every week, I'm like, it, I only now feel confident, dude. It took me that long.
4: Yeah. It's crazy. I actually, I've been attempting to dive into the world of producing good. just this year. Good, good. And I've been overwhelmed. I haven't even known where to start, to be honest. Sure. Um, I know that I'm... It's rare to find a DJ these days that knows music theory, Mm -hmm. but I'm also like, I don't know if that really even helps. I don't know if I've really used any of the music theory I know from...
2: What what helps? Yeah, I mean, music yeah. the- music theory is cool in terms of like being able to understand like what key you are in this shit. But
4: totally,
2: dude, uh, being like a classical fucking pianist is not going to help you make a better dance record.
4: It's so different. It's
2: gonna make it's gonna make it more complicated for you. I don't even know. I think being a classical pianist will help you be a better classical pianist. Yeah. I think you have to kind of give yourself like low key like if you're like very. Skilled like that, you gotta give yourself like a healthy like amount of brain damage to kind of come back down. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain Just it. Just unlearn
4: everything. Just unlearn, it, so not unlearn.
2: Can... It's like have the have the big picture, but be okay with like, yo, this song has two notes, but it's a vibe.
4: Like it still sounds good. Even it's though a it's a vibe. Not. It's true. It's kind of getting past that like pretentious classical music, right? I'm, I'm a huge fan of classical music, by the way. Yeah. I still am. Yeah. Always will be. Sweet, yeah. I actually was a classical guitarist for a lot of my childhood. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So sick. Yeah, I I couldn't play guitar today if you asked me to. Hey, <laughs> but, no problem. Um, yeah, like I do think there's that pretentious thing where you're like, oh, well, that song only has two notes. Like it's right. not good. Right. no But it's you're failing to miss that point. Like, does it sound good when I listen to it? Does, does it
2: make, make you feel good?
4: Yeah. Does it doesn't bring me joy.
2: Exactly. And listen if you're making a classical piece and it has two notes, you might be in trouble. You know what I mean? True. And my, might not be good, but if you're making a fucking house record for people to play at fucking 5 a.m. and it's got like a beat and it goes
4: doot, 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 doot,
2: doo, then you and nailed you it. And
4: you see people get into it you nailed it. You play a song like that. Yeah, that's true. And, and that
2: goes back to the shit that I was saying earlier. Dude, people that don't, ha- aren't, cla- this is what's even funnier to me, where people that aren't classically trained, people that just like got into music just for the fuck around, Yeah. They learn a little bit of production, and suddenly they're like,
4: "They get pretentious about it." W- w-
2: but the only person that loses is them.
4: <laughs> that's true. That's they only
2: true. lose because if they're gonna go, "Well, I spent two years working on this song that has, again, two notes," you're in trouble. <laughs> you're in big trouble, dude. You know, put yeah. that shit out, and if people go, "It sucks." Like, why did you Mazel spend tam. two
4: years on it then? And people do.
2: And I and yeah, I used to have. True. And I'm tr- actually still. I'm trying to have empathy for those people. I still try to because I understand where they come from. But now my 2023 shit is like. If someone comes up to me and asks me to like mentor them, and I actually have a mentor, I don't know if he's listening right now, but I had a homie who was like, can you mentor me? Maybe I'm gonna give you you guys a kind of crazy story. I don't know if he's listening, but he's a homie from Austin, Texas. He's trying to be a dubstep producer. He was like, can you mentor me? I'm like, all right, I'll mentor you. But you have to fucking, you have to for 30 days make 30 songs. Oh, wow. And he was like, how, can, how is that going to, I'm like, then I'm, I'm not going to mentor you unless you, and I told him, here's here's the parameters. You have 60 minutes, set a timer every day for 60 minutes and make one minimum two minutes in length song and bounce it and put it in like a Discord chat with me. And if you can't do that, I'm not going to mentor you. And he was like, I don't get it. He showed up for 18 days in a row. He fucking sent me 18 songs. Wow. The first six were trash, the of next, course. the the six, seven, eight, nine were getting a little better, and then the last four are fucking amazing. That's awesome. And he was like, "I don't get it. Like, I'm getting better. I'm like exactly because you're not second guessing yourself. Yeah. And all of the greatest records, again, there's to my in my opinion, at least dance records are the ones where people were like, yeah, I don't know, I felt it. It's a vibe. Put it out. Yeah you're not going to know unless you put it out. So that's, true. that's my shit on 2023. If someone comes at me with like feedback, I'm like, my feedback is, it's fucking done. Upload it right now. Because your best record is yeah. not going to be made in your first two years of producing music.
4: That's true. You I've know? actually been trying to get past that block too. Even with uploading mixes, I'm like, Maybe it's maybe the mix I'm creating right now isn't going to be the best one, but the next one's only going to get better. Course, and the first the song mindset. I produce is probably going to suck, but I just got to do it, and get it. It has out to of the suck. Way.
2: Dude, yeah. sucking sucking is a superpower because the, if you can be crappy and put it out, that just mathematically means it's like just gr- the force of gravity. Right? Exactly. You're going to not be OK with the crappy thing you put out. So the next thing you put out is going to be three percent better and
4: you're just gonna get more and more right. happy with it exactly
2: exactly and that's where the dopamine rush comes from from creating stuff yeah the pain comes from i suck i'm bad i'm on social media i'm comparing myself to Skrillex. oh my god i'll never be as good of course you're not gonna be as good you're not gonna be as good as your heroes but you're gonna be as good as your taste and people yeah. have to go through work to and realize that
4: even then i realized this um i was actually playing at a festival out of the country oh sweet
2: yeah what was yeah. it
4: um, it's called Altitude Music Festival. It's nice. in Vancouver. Oh, nice. I think my friend who's involved in the organizing might actually be listening today. So oh. shout out Stormclouds if All you are. right, nice. Um, but yeah, it's, this is actually the third time that they did it. They're doing it again this summer. It's Hell an yeah. insane experience. It's wow. like super Wook. Rave vibe, okay okay yeah so if you're free in august it's happening i will so look ahead. it
2: up baby i will yeah. I'm ready dude i'll bring my outdoorsman
4: yeah gear, it has okay. a lot of um potential actually like the production quality for like a random small festival that it's got organized really it was insane
2: well, I love shit like it that, It
4: was dude. almost like small stages at EDC, like quality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, really And sick. congrats
2: to you that you got that opportunity.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It that's helps huge. to have a friend involved in the planning. But I was of course. yeah, I was so happy when they reached out and asked me to do it. And I'm going to do it again this year. So. Dude, that's really cool. Thank you. That's an
2: experience right there. It's Thank
4: great. you. Yeah, see, when I was there, too, I was, I don't know, I did my set. And then I was kind of just hanging out with people at camp, the total strangers, as you yeah. do at music festivals. Sure. And I was talking to them and I kind of said something like, oh, yeah, but I mean, I'm never going to be like that big. I kind of just do it for fun. And exactly. They were like, no, nah, man, we, we asked you to play out here for a reason. Like you have potential. And the only like what's stopping you from making it versus all these other people that are trying to make it. Exactly.
2: And I'll tell you what Someone the answer. I'll tell you what the answer is. The answer is showing up.
4: Exactly. Showing up.
2: There's no I'm going to say this right now. This is why I, I I wince now because I think my whole life I was doing like musical theater and like opera and all this shit and yeah. acting and everyone was always saying you're so talented you're so talented when I was a kid that gave me like on some like real shit right now like that gave me like and for those of you that are listening that maybe went through the same thing I'm sure there's like a lot of people like that gave me a huge complex in a negative way where it was like now I have to create shit or do shit based on somebody's external validation of whether it was good or not and when you're a creative person, that fucks you up, because then you get paralyzed from doing anything. Because if it's not perfect, I'm gonna, you're fucked. So for me, that's why I cringe a little bit when I say talent. When I hear the word talent, you're talented, talent. He's a talented producer. He's a talented DJ. I don't think talent is a word that should be said to people. I think the thing that people should be measured on is their commitment to consistency for their art. Yeah. For me, what's impressive to me is somebody who is not playing big stages, who is not making good records, that fucking shows up and puts exactly. a shitty logo that they made on photoshop on their own yes. shitty flyer beautiful that i have more respect for that person than the person that goes yeah i'm sitting on 16 albums and i have 14 gigs i don't give a fuck where are the albums at where's the gigs exactly. at right so for me the person that is clawing and i swear like right now in my i've had a, i've had like five different careers of music i've gone up i've gone down and right now where i'm at right now i like to tell my friends i'm in cockroach mode okay, okay. Yeah. yeah i am looking at myself like i'm starting from zero because I, now I'm starting with the knowledge that I wish I had when I first started, which was you need to put blinders on and you need to not give a fuck about what other people are doing. If something, if you like something, you fucking create it and you do it and you put it out because the formula is if you keep on showing up, like this opportunity, this amazing opportunity they got from you, it's because I woke up many days and I said, oh God, I don't want to film anything. I don't want to put content out. I don't want to put music out. And fortunately you guys got to see me because I punched myself and said, just fucking do it it's exactly. not going to kill me you know so anyway for those of you listening that are i really hope you guys show up do it for yourselves
4: exactly and yeah something i've noticed a lot of the time with the entertainment industry is a lot of people kind of don't want to put the work in mm-hmm. um, that's kind you see a lot of failed industry people as i like yep. to put it i have a lot of experience working concerts i've been a club promoter sure. i've done all of that and, you know, there's those people that show up like 40 minutes late to everything right. and-
2: Self-sabotage too, it's a lot. It
4: is, yeah. Because they need they, people to
2: tell them you suck, because then their voice in their head of I suck is validated and exactly. they go, it's a beautiful rainbow connection, it's great. Yeah, it exactly. sucks. Exactly, it and really it's sucks.
4: unfortunate because there's talented DJs I know that I would never ask to be on the show because mm-hmm. they're gonna, you know what I mean? I can't deal with someone showing up 20 minutes late or- but That's true. Maybe not, bring, not providing music for me to play or canceling the day of and then I don't have a guest.
2: It's terrible, it's yeah. Really we have terrible. to be
4: our own advocates, you know.
2: That's such a great way to give say give
4: people it. a reason to reach out to you,
2: exactly. Be your own, be your own lawyer,
4: <laughs> exactly. Be 24 your own hours
2: lawyer. a day, be your own manager, exactly. And that's another thing that I kind of want to say. Like, I have I, there's a lot of other like up. So, during during COVID, a lot of DJs did like um live mix series and stuff. I, and I think I was like saying this earlier, like, I need, or I need a crowd when I'm DJing again, even if it's two people, I need people there i can't dj on my own and i can't and a lot of people could and they were killing it a lot of people actually grew their careers in covid because of those mixes
4: the live streaming yeah
2: right so i was streaming on twitch and my my i did like one mix and i couldn't i couldn't do it and i my shit turned into like music feedback and i would dude i would have i would wake up five o'clock in the morning and i would do these every single five days a week i would do these twitch streams with kids from like brazil and sweden and ireland and america of course and um Hearing music from people all over the world, it was so amazing. And what was crazy is that everybody has the same issue. Yeah. Everybody has the same issue of, like, they're too afraid. They don't believe in themselves. It's like it's just – and then, they you know, and they play me the music and I go, this shit's done. They're like, oh, well, I need to – you know, and it's a thing. And I think what you were saying – It's scary
4: to to put yourself out there. It
2: is. And and coming back to what you were saying is, like, a lot of people, they – I think in the beginning they think they have what it takes, then they start like talking them talking themselves down too much, and then they start doing the kind of shit that you're saying, you know, which is like just self-sabotaging, being late, not following up, being kind of yes. rude because they know it kind of will fulfill their kind of negative outlook. Exactly. You know? And I think that takes a lot of like self-awareness, you know.
4: I think so too. You know,
2: it is, and it's hard. That's super yeah. hard. I'm not gonna say that's easy, but
4: it is hard. Um... I think another really important thing, too, is to avoid developing that ego as you do start getting more mm-hmm. gigs. Of course. Um, you kind of see opposite sides of the spectrum. There's people that are like, I suck, I suck, I suck. And then there's people that, you know, they, maybe they getting big with a pretty popular DJ sure. or just they start getting a residency somewhere local and then they think that they can ask for anything they want. They think they can be rude. Mm-hmm. They can, you know, get really wasted on the job. I saw that a lot as a club promoter.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's important to avoid that attitude. And the
2: other thing is, like, I mean, I'm just kind of having an epiphany just hearing you say that. So yeah. far, like, all those different examples you just gave, like, somebody gets to getting a residency. They're getting in with another DJ. They if you notice, all of these things that build somebody's ego... They're things that are hanging on a very flimsy thread that depends on some other party.
1: Yeah. So
2: that's the most crazy part to me. I personally, if you're like a fucking gangster and you're showing up and your music is sick and you're consistently putting things out and you're like owning all your own shit and you have an ego, whoa, okay, well, here's the thing. Nobody can fuck with you, but if you're getting an ego because you were given an opportunity by somebody else, and you can easily throw that in the toilet by being a dick,
1: that's a good you point. You need to
2: check yourself nine times from fucking yesterday, and yeah. I'm seeing that you see that everywhere, and oh, yeah. that's the thing. It's when people are given something, almost not because they deserve it, kind of vibes. They
4: got something too good. It was that, too good to be true. But
2: that exactly, but that's such a flimsy. Yeah. And those people are the ones that, you know, in COVID, unfortunately, so many people they just kind of quit the whole thing because their whole shit was propped up by all these external factors so that's what I'm saying find something whether it's production whether it's whatever the hell it is whether it's anything like find something you can make your own and just do the shit out of it even if it's bad let it be really bad in the beginning but if you can own it you can control it then you'll have leverage and nobody can ever tell you shit and you you know and I think it makes you a lot more humble
4: I agree you know
2: because you have to go through shit
4: I agree Mm -hmm. you're listening to Psyched Radio San Francisco. All right, we're going to listen to some more of Goshfather's Dry January mix. Hope you enjoy. community radio station broadcasting for the mission district in san francisco we are currently asking for your help the past year we have hustled to meet our day-to-day expenses and we get it done but living on the edge can be stressful that's why we're asking for your help if you have the means please donate we appreciate your help and thank you for keeping truly independent
6: radio alive
4: And our exclusive interview with gosh father how are you feeling
2: i'm feeling great this has been such a it's been an experience <laughs> well right? i'm just saying this whole venue has like it's got a lot of energy you know this, i would
4: say so too yeah it's
2: got a lot of interesting energy it's, i feel like i'm gonna i feel like i'm an sf but not an sf at the same time you know
4: this is real san francisco it feels like saying. it It feels like it yeah not yeah. to be pretentious but
2: hey yeah i mean we can we're in the missions so it's fine yeah
4: yeah, it's this real. is OG punk San Francisco.
2: It is, it's fucking whole fire. different vibe. I love it.
4: All right, so it's a question I actually wanted to ask you: Sure. Where is your favorite place to go out in SF?
2: Um, oh my god, shit. Um, like to like the venue club?
4: Yeah, yeah. Could be a bar too. I mean, we could do like one bar, one club. <laughs>
2: uh, oh, the, the 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 punk show is back. By the way, downstairs for those of you that can't hear it, but. They're, they're ripping. They're ripping down there. They're um, going insane. Um, fuck, I don't know. I, shit. I, de- I don't know. I'm drawing a huge blank. I mean, dude, I love 1015. I love Midway. I mean, I've had so many nights at like all those places. I've had really dope, uh, uh, great times at the you know the after-hour spots. I mean, there, yeah. was, there was one time, again, shouts out to Open Air SF, um, I got booked to play this uh, party. Inside of the cave at Sutro Baths.
4: What? It was
2: in a cave. Cave. Like a little so cool. an indentation in the rock wall at Sutro Baths. Wow. That has to have been one of my top gigs of the last I don't even know how long. I mean it was one of the most incredible experiences. Like it was like two hundred it was not safe, that's for sure. Um, but it was two hundred people in the cave rave raving. Yeah. two like blown out explosive speakers a sub and i was like that's the fucking insane. the dj table was like sinking into the sand and i was just raging <laughs> it was the coolest and also because like i'm like I, I get like really hot so it was so cold for everyone else but i was like perfect that's awesome. so yeah, i just was just like, like dude it was amazing like AC that's all that i could ask video. for that's all no, but dude it was such a crazy experience the cave and people That's were just insane. and the thing is that every single person that dj played a completely different set like the girl before me played like liquid dubstep Ooh. and then i played like whatever my crazy disco like shit and someone after we played like straight techno but the point is that we're in a fucking cave so Total you're gonna love dude you're gonna love everything that gets yeah. played you're gonna be if the next thing is fucking like looney tunes like they're gonna fucking you know whatever They're, they're gonna, gonna rage, and they did it was one of the most incredible experiences Sick. but point is yeah i mean i love i love all the big places um I low-key, before I moved back to San Francisco, I had a residency at Bergerac, um, which is under audio. And I actually really love that place, too, because it surprisingly has such a nice sound system for, like, kind of a bar that it is. And I would play once a month. And I, I had a I had a girlfriend in San Francisco at the time that I would come, so it was a great like double whammy of see my family, see my girlfriend yeah. play a show. But what was amazing about that was my homie was like the manager there, and he was like, "Bro, play whatever the fuck you want."
4: I love so, dude, that, those words. I would
2: play like Britney Spears into like System of a Down into like <laughs> yes. some fucking Skrillex into like some fucking Fatboy stuff. Like it was the craziest, and whenever I would play, because it was like once a month in the city, like all of my friends from like high school and everybody That's would come sick. in and they would just get smashed and it would turn into a, it would turn into like a punk show. It was like crazy.
4: That's so Playing cool. Playing
2: whatever music, it was so fun. So I, that Bergerac is a very dear uh, place in my heart.
4: I actually went there for the first time like maybe six months ago. Nice, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was surprised. Cool. I didn't think I was gonna like it there to be honest, but it's a cool little spot. It's, it's a great nice. spot.
2: It's nice, it's cute, very, yeah. very SF. Have <laughs> you
4: ever been to um, DNA Lounge?
2: uh I, yeah many moons ago yeah i used to go there all the time when i was yeah i was That's actually great.
4: one of their promoters for oh, a few, nice. um, about a year nice yeah insane experience for the dubstep um, shows for the um All Ages raves actually yeah it must the, be an insane experience you know so stoked they do like heavy hardcore music i love that shit <laughs> yeah
2: i love that shit
4: yeah that was really fun wow. um
2: i love that shit a lot <laughs>
4: Yeah, I, I don't know if I could get behind doing all-ages raves again, but...
2: It's tricky, yeah.
4: Yeah, it was, it was a cool experience. That venue definitely has a special place in my heart. Yeah,
2: it's a, legend, a legendary venue. Yeah, absolutely. literally.
4: The, yep. You know, they do so many different things. It's one of those places, it's kind of like walking to this record store, you're like, this is so San Francisco.
2: It is. It DNA Lounge absolutely is one of the... Like, when I think of San Francisco, I think of DNA Lounge. For sure.
4: Right?
2: Yeah, Ruby Sky and DNA Lounge, which are on the two very polar Ooh. opposites. Well, R.A.P. Ruby Sky, but it's now that has a different name. But
4: I never got to go there.
2: Yeah, August so Hall. Sad. Oh, man. One of my best shows I've ever played in my life was at Ruby Sky. Yeah? Um, because when I was in the duo, we, we got booked, and I think every single person from my life that I knew in San Francisco came. Like, all the different really? groups of people that I grew up with, their, so. like, friends, girlfriends, like, dude, it was such a... I was, like, almost crying and shit while it was crazy.
5: Oh,
4: man. I had a
2: a couple teachers from, like, high school come. It was crazy.
4: That's my dream. Every time I play a show in L.A., I invite all my high school teachers and Mm -hmm. people from high school. Sometimes my friends from high school will come that's that amazing. type of thing but i'm just trying to get like an adult to come to the club to watch
2: i need, a, I need an adult i need an adult yeah i just
4: love the, the concept of that
2: yeah that's great the principal yeah that's that's goal.
4: yeah yeah something wild like that i just want a wild story <laughs> that'd be great with the high school principal all right well you're more than welcome
2: to drop your handles if you would like. Sure. Uh, hey everybody, follow me uh Instagram, at uh, goshfather, G-O-S-H Father. It's like Godfather, but oh my gosh. <laughs> um, really that's the that's the one platform I'm focusing on, really twenty twenty three. I'm starting up YouTube. I don't I don't want to jinx it by saying it, but I'm doing I'm gonna start doing shit on YouTube soon, but who gives a shit? Um, Instagram is really where you can find me. Um, if any anybody that's listening is like a creative person or a musician or stuff that wants to like Get feedback on music or wants to talk about anything or talk about like, you know, their branding of their I'm down to talk to anybody that wants to talk about creative shit. So DM me. I'm not one of those people that's like, you know, hit my manager. I don't give a fuck. So if I can help anybody brainstorm stuff or get feedback on something or talk about something creative, maybe help them get out of like a little rut. That nothing gives me more pleasure than doing that. So please reach out anytime my DMs are open.
4: Sick, and that's nice, you. yeah. And you can also find me at Snowflakes Official on Instagram. That's S N O F L A K E Z. And we're also on Instagram as at Chill Out with Snowflakes. Same spelling. Um, thank you. It's been a pleasure, psyched for having us. And I hope everyone has a great rest of your night. I'm gonna play us out. Ooh.
1: Like you, the dick as fuck, me, You're such a fucking, I'm a sick fuck, I like a quick fuck. I'm a sick fuck, I like a quick fuck. I'm a sick fuck, I like the quick fuck. I'm a sick fuck, I like the quick fuck. I'm a sick, I'm a sick, I'm a sick, so I'm a sick I'm a fuck fuck. i, love, I love it. Satria,
4: San Francisco.
1: Straight masterpieces. styling violent living it up in the city. Got Chuck's song with Saint Laurent. Gotta kiss myself, I'm so pretty. I'm too bad Cut the police and the fireman. too Make a dragon ball to retire.
0: No love in the past tense, you already had that Real one in your reflection Without a follow, without
5: a mention You really hyping up on these niggas, you gotta be nice for what to these niggas I understand, you gotta understand